Welcome to Shabbat Shalom. This is your host, Sam Frankart, and this is episode 51. So I am still in Nepal, um, and yeah, I am excited to be able to share the study on Revelation 15 today. So let's dive in. We'll be covering the whole chapter, um, which is not super long. It's only eight verses. So this podcast, this episode should not be as long as last week's. So let's dive in. I saw in heaven another great and marvelous sign, seven angels with seven last plagues, last because with them God's wrath is completed. And I saw what looked like a sea of glass glowing with fire and standing beside the sea, those who had been victorious over the beast and its image and over the number of its name. They held harps given them by God and sang the song of God's servant Moses and of the Lamb. Great and marvelous are your deeds, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, King of the nations. Who will not fear you, Lord, and bring glory to your name? For you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship before you, for your righteous acts have been revealed. After this, I looked, and I saw in heaven the temple, that is, the tabernacle of the covenant law, and it was opened. Out of the temple came the seven angels with the seven plagues. They were dressed in clean, shining linen and wore golden sashes around their chests. Then one of the four living creatures gave to the seven angels seven golden bowls filled with the wrath of God, who lives forever and ever. And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power, and no one could enter the temple until the seven plagues of the seven angels were completed. So Revelation 14, that seemed to be describing the completion of all things. It ended with the fury of the battle of Armageddon, but now John is going back and describing God's judgment in more detail. Remember that we already saw what seemed to be the end in Revelation 6 verses 12 through 17, and then John took us over the same material in greater detail. And this is what's happening again. This reminds us that Revelation is not strictly chronological in its arrangement. This idea of stating and restating in more detail is common with prophecy and with Hebrew literature in general. We see this especially in the beginning um, in the story in Genesis. In Genesis 1 verse 1 through 2 7 and then it's repeated again Genesis 2 8 through 25. It's the same story but it's there's more detail. There's, there's a lot more in the second part, and that's kind of what's happening here as well. So some believe that all of this will occur at the end of the seven-year period of tribulation, with the seven bowls following in rapid succession after the seal and trumpet judgments. Others, who see the book of Revelation as presenting a series of cyclical events, say that this is the most severe of the series of seven judgments which is an indication of the end. So John says in verse 1 that he saw another great and marvelous sign. The vision of the woman in 12 verse 1 was a great and wondrous sign, and the vision of the dragon in chapter 12 verse 3 was also a sign. So clearly, these symbols point to significant events. In verse 2, John writes that he saw what looked like a sea of glass, glowing with fire and standing beside the sea, those who had been victorious over the beast and its image and over the number of its name. They held harps given them by God. 
This sea is similar to the sea of glass described in Revelation 4, 6, which is located before the throne of God. But here, it's mixed with fire, and it could possibly represent God's wrath and judgment. Another commentator stated that the connectedness of Revelation to Exodus. David Guzik, he writes this in his commentary. Because many of the images in this chapter are connected with the book of Exodus, some simply see an indication of the color red with it as an allusion to the Red Sea and the deliverance from bondage. Also in this chapter, we see plagues, Moses, the tabernacle, and the cloud of God's glory. This chapter shows the ultimate exodus, the freedom of God's people from a sinful and persecuting world. And I have his commentary linked in the show notes if you wanted to check that out and read more of what he had to say. So we also read in this verse about those who had been victorious over the beast. These are those who refused to receive the mark of the beast, who had refused to worship his image, and who had faced persecution, difficulty, and possibly even death. Together, we read that they sang a new song of God's servant Moses and of the Lamb. And I'm going to read that song one more time because it's so powerful. So this is Revelation 15, verses 3 and 4. Great and marvelous are your deeds, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, King of the nations. Who will not fear you, Lord, and bring glory to your name? For you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship before you, for your righteous acts have been revealed. So only one song is sung, but the song goes by two titles, the Song of Moses and the Song of the Lamb. The two titles refer to a single song, and here is this perfect blend. It's like this perfect union between the law and love, between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. The Song of Moses had celebrated Israel's deliverance from Egypt and the defeat of the Egyptian army at the Red Sea in Exodus 15. The Song of the Lamb here celebrates the ultimate deliverance of God's people from the power of Satan. The song gives praise to God's work, God's ways, God's worthiness, and God's worship. And the focus is 100% completely on God. This is the heart of true worship. Understanding that it's about God, not about us. And something really cool about this song, too, is that it is so deeply rooted in the Old Testament. Every line comes from a phrase in the Old Testament, Psalms or Prophets. And I'll include those references in the show notes if you'd like to dig into them a little bit more. Let's continue on in verses 5 and 6. After this, I looked and I saw in heaven the temple, that is, the tabernacle of the covenant law, and it was opened. Out of the temple came the seven angels with the seven plagues. They were dressed in clean, shining linen and wore golden sashes around their chests. The tabernacle of the covenant law is a Greek translation for the Hebrew tent of meeting that we read about in Numbers 17.7. The tabernacle was a portable place of worship that the Israelites would carry with them as they journeyed through the wilderness. Later, when they settled in the promised land, a permanent structure was built, the temple. Both words, tabernacle and temple, refer to the place of God's residence among his people in the Old Testament. Exodus 25, 8-9 and Hebrews 8, 9 remind us that the tabernacle God told Moses to build was based on a heavenly pattern. The temple of the tabernacle here refers to the heavenly reality of the tabernacle, not the earthly copy. 
And out of the temple came seven angels. These angels bring God's judgment, and it's significant that they came directly from the heavenly temple, from the presence and throne of God. This shows that they don't act on their own authority, but on God's. And we also read that they're dressed in clean, shining linen with golden sashes around their chest. These garments are reminiscent of the high priest's clothing and also Jesus in Revelation chapter 1. There's symbolism here. The clothing shows that they're free from corruption, immorality, and injustice. Their clothing is a reminder that God's judgment is always completely pure and righteous. All right, let's finish out with verses 7 and 8. We have a short chapter today. Then one of the four living creatures gave to the seven angels seven golden bowls filled with the wrath of God, who lives forever and ever. And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power, and no one could enter the temple until the seven plagues of the seven angels were completed. So there are seven gold bowls. These bowls are broad, flat bowls or saucers used ritually for drinking or for pouring out in sacrifice. And the contents of such a shallow bowl were quickly, easily, and completely poured out. We also read that the temple was filled with smoke, which is a manifestation of God's glory and power. We see this happening a lot in the Old Testament, in a few places in Exodus, Exodus 19:18, and then Exodus 40, verses 34 through 35. We also read about this in 1 Kings 8, 10 through 11, and Isaiah 6, 4. When the cloud of glory fills the temple in heaven, no one can enter. And it was the same when Moses could not enter the tabernacle when the smoke of the cloud of God's glory, sometimes called Shekinah, filled the temple. Um, and so there's a song about God's Shekinah glory, and it always gets me amped. So as I was studying this, I'm thinking, I love this song so much. And so I wanted to share it with you. So I found a link to a YouTube video, and I'll put it in the show notes if you'd like to check it out. It's called Shekinah Glory, and it's just super fun. Uh, so... John saw the temple filled with the glory and power of God. The key to God's eternal glory and power is his holiness. His glory is not only in his strength, but also in his perfect moral character. God will never do anything that is not morally perfect. And this reassures us that we can trust him. He is good. Well, that's all we have for today. Check out the show notes for a link to a commentary from David Guzik on Revelation 15, as well as other commentaries. I also have the verses from the Old Testament in there that correspond to the lines from the song in verses 3 and 4. And then the link to the YouTube song is in there too. Lots to check out today. I will hopefully be able to get to Revelation 16 to put that out next week. Um, but just as last week, I need to give the caveat that I'm in Nepal and I'm not sure what Wi-Fi is going to look like. So here's to hoping. I hope that your week is incredible. And as always, thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks for learning. Thanks for listening. And yeah, feel free to reach out, ask questions. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Sam Frankart. Until then, Shabbat Shalom. Maranatha.